Hi and welcome to the Ask Sue Show. Yet again, the music catches me out and uh, of course I'm all delayed and well behind. Hope everybody's all okay and welcome everybody to the Ask Sue Show when you really just don't know what's going to happen next. But I can honestly promise we're going to have a good show tonight. And of course I had to have a little co-host and so of course we have got the lovely Tammy on. Hi Tammy, how are you doing? Hi Sue, hi everyone in the chat room and all the listeners. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you today? Honestly, exhausted. Sue did a bit of a late one last night. Well, actually, it was this morning. I came off the laptop about 5 o'clock this morning after speaking to Natasha. Then I was sharing all the links, mm. setting all the shows up for next week. And 5 o'clock when I went to bed and got up at Upper State. So if you suddenly hear a snoring noise on the end, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. It's just been crazy. Absolute crazy. Inbox messages and everything. It's just been absolutely mad, to say the least. So how are things going with you? Have you been busy? Yes, I've been pretty busy over here. My little pup is still sick. Everybody keep her in your thoughts and prayers. And um, I've just been um, researching and doing my regular stuff. <laughs> so you've been busy again then to say the least. Yes. Always busy. <laughs> busy, busy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking I know what I know what the show's always like. We talk about a few different things to say the least. So we'll be talking obviously about OSL in exchange for BSL. Um talking about any updates we've got about any dogs, um and the usual. What do you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, um, no, I didn't say anything, but I think, uh, yes, we're definitely going to call in. We need opinions. We want your view on um, OSL versus BSL. Give definitely. 
Yeah, so if you'd like to give us a call in, come and have a rant with uh, Sue and Tammy tonight. It's 347-327-9694. And you can also call in from the UK. Uh, that's 001-347-327-9694. Give us a call in. We really do need your thoughts and your comments with regard to OSL. Um, maybe you've, you've thought of something else that we can add to it, or maybe you think it's too much. Whatever your thoughts, give us a call in, and that's 001-347-327-9694 from the UK. Or from America, you can ring straight in on 347-327-9694. And obviously, this show is already going worldwide in the sense that we're reaching uh, Australia, we're re reaching America, we're reaching the UK. So this is actually going worldwide, and we need it to go further. We need you all to call in and give us your thoughts um, and let us know. Just if you know, we need your input. So um, welcome to everybody that is in the chat room as well. I would like to say hello um, to Debs um, and the guests. If you'd like to sign into Blog Talk Radio, we've got Natasha, we've got Max, we've got Russ Heebie-Jeebie, and obviously our wonderful Tammy. So welcome everybody into the chat room. Um, I know that we're going to have um, the wonderful Howard calling in shortly um, because I know he wants to, um, to literally give somebody a little mention. And we obviously know who that will be all about. Um, so where do we start? Let's, let's first of all, I need to tell everybody the thoughts on what happened was. Well, let me tell you about what happened over the OSL idea. It got to the stage with me that I literally decided that we'd all decided we wanted to end VSL. Well, let's face it, this law has been in a very long time. I'm sure, Tammy, you can tell me how long is, have we actually had the VSL law in place? Well, it's, um, the time frame is actually different from state to state, and a lot of states um, don't have it right now. Um, but I would say probably a little, probably late 1980s. Okay. Middle 1980s in, the, in America. Um, I know they had uh, similar laws like breed profiling and um, the Dangerous Dog Act and so forth and so on. I don't have my um, statistics up to par, but I, I'll i do that for you at a later date. But it's probably it's okay. the 80s, yeah, since the middle 80s possibly. Yeah, so at the end of the day, everybody's been saying that they want to end BSL. And my thoughts are this. If we go to the government and, s and send a petition saying we want to end BSL, and let's face it, there's been thousands of petitions along these lines where they just say, oh, we want to end BSL. We are going to get absolutely nowhere. The government's right. just going to say, yep, okay, that's fine, you want to end BSL. What have you got to suggest instead? Then one night we were just talking, and it literally came to me, we all want to get rid of the, you know, about the breed part of it, and why do we have to blame the dogs each time? Why does it have to go to the dogs? The owners are responsible. So that's where I decided we would start owner-specific legislation. Then it got to the idea of we literally have to have a license, and we have to have all these different things to drive a car, where we need to know who it belongs to, what, how much um, MOT as it is in the UK, where we have to have it tested every year, where we have to have it insured and everything else to go with it. So my thoughts with this, and this is just a general thing, and we'll go on to it as we get into the show. So my thoughts were simply, let's stop blaming the breed and the dogs. Let's give the responsibility to the owners. 
Let's give the dogs the same as a car. A license, MOT, right. so that means that they are checked over every year by a vet. A microchip, which literally tells us everything about the dog, how old it is, who it belongs to, what right. um, medication it may need, if it's things... If there's, an, if there's a problem with this dog, you know, maybe, for instance, it might not like having its collar grabbed hold of or whatever. Have insurance where we can actually have it neutered or spayed or whatever you want to call it. But also you would get cheaper insurance and license, etc., if it was neutered. Vaccinations up to date every year. A passport. So if a dog is found, we would actually know everything about it. And plus, if ever you wanted to take the dog abroad or if you wanted to do anything, you know, like, for instance, a friend of mine wants to take their dog from Ireland over to um, the UK but can't because obviously it needs to have a passport and everything, which takes time. So, and also with all of that, if ever it was found it had a medical condition, amount of times I see people with adverts saying that there, there is a dog that's lost but at the moment, they're worried about it because it's got a medical condition. So why is it we cannot just, like, scan a dog? It's got the um, microchip there that tells everything about it. And so that we know straight away that this dog may be diabetic or right. it's got an illness that needs tablets. So instead of the vets having to do all these checks and it de delaying the process of giving the medication, it would already have it on there straight away. Yes, so I that's totally the thought. agree. That's, totally really the thought. You, that's really the thoughts of OSL. Obviously, I realize that there is going to be other things that need to be brought in with this. Um, and I know other people are going to have thoughts, well, ultimately we need to put this in place and what about that. I agree that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yes. But that's literally a good enough start as far as I'm concerned so that we can start taking the blame off the dogs. If a dog has got out three or four times, they then get put on a point system. Okay, so every time the dog gets out, they let the owner gets points on their license. If their dog gets out five or six times or four times or whatever times, they would have so many points. After they get a certain amount of points, then that is when they will get fined and also may have the dog taken off them if they do not agree to training or having the um, fencing, etc., tested out, checked out, to see if it's adequate for that dog. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my thoughts in at least where we're going to be talking about tonight on the show. So, you know, if anybody thinks that they've got other ideas about this and they want to um, literally say to me, no, nope, that part's no good, or this is good, or that's not, or whatever, or you've got something you'd like to add to it, give us a call in, 347-327-9694, or from the UK, 001. Three four seven three two seven nine six nine four, and I've quickly got to go to the lines. Of course, we've got to have Howard peeping on the show. <laughs> Bless him, he's calling in from work. Hi, Howard, how are you doing? Hi, Sue, how are you? Hi, Howard. Okay, so we've had a rough couple of days between the situation back east, and it's not getting any better. I've heard rumors of some looting. Um, it's just a mess back there, and they're expecting a major storm to hit Wednesday. Yeah, so I heard. My prayers to them. Mm. Okay, I'm going to try not to lose it, guys. Um, I mean, it's a reason I'm calling in. My dear friend Nicole is in the hospital, mm -hmm. and she's not feeling too well. Uh, she's 
and they found a walnut size on, the, I believe, the right side of her brain. I met Nicole in the middle of August, and like you and so many of us, she's an angel, and we've all become very, very close to her. Yes. Yes, we have. I just want everyone to please put a prayer for her, and I know she's listening. Nicole, if you don't behave yourself and listen to you three times, okay? <laughs> and two will do, and so will Tammy. And I'm not messing around. We will we will take care of the animals. You just listen to the doctor, right? And I just want and I just want her to know how much she is loved and appreciated and respected. And you know, she tells me, you know, don't feel sorry for her. I don't feel sorry for her. I respect no. her. And I just want her to know that we're all there with her. And she is probably one of the strongest persons I've ever known. And she. She's a trooper. I know she's going to be okay, and I know, and I know, Mr. Patrick. You know, she looks up to him so much, and I hear with me. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, I just wanted to put out there to everyone. Please, please, say us to opening and blue prayers for our special, special friend Nicole. We love her so much. Yeah. And I've just, and I've just got to say that comes from absolute all of us, Nicole. Right. Um, as Howard said, if you want to Sophia telling off for too much work on that laptop, you're going to seriously get one because I've got my spies all over the ass who show you <laughs> too many posts and you're going to be sorted, all right? But listen, right. on the other side of the coin, we also want to say to William Malloy, who is doing the healing for you tonight on a group with Philip and Kit McKee, and they have put um, Nicole into the healing, which does start at 10 o'clock. So if everybody could please just literally give us a minute. We're, I, I'm going to try and, if somebody can remind me at 10 o'clock to literally stop because we are going to do a minute where we're just going to send some healing to Nicole because she works so hard for the Asu show. She's sharing all the links for all of these dogs and all the shows and everything, and we really do appreciate it, and we really do need her to get back with us and, you know, as strong as she's ever been. So come on, Nicole. That's right. And like I Just say, imagine every show, that we're all sitting around your bed, love, because we're all there in spirit, I promise you. And um, I did speak to John Hurtka a little while ago, and he's going to put a, he's gonna put a little something on, on the Patrick and Hurtle page for Nicole, so it should be on there in a little Nicole. And uh, as I say every show, Mr. Patrick, Mr. Hurtka brought us together. But I, but, I know, but I know in Nicole's heart, Patrick is our number one guy. And, uh, you know, as I've said, Sue, to you and Tammy and to all of us, we all came into our lives at a certain time for a certain reason. Right. Now I know why. Now I know why for more reasons than one. So um, I just want to wish everyone the best. Please say prayers for everyone back east. And, uh, Tam, good luck on your first show. Thank you, you, Howard. Dead, kiddo. Uh, I love you guys. I'm going to go back. But, Nicole, I love you so much. And a big hug and a big pop on the head to you. Right. Howard, before you go, you've got to stay for one more minute. Yes, yes. I just, I just want, just wait there one minute, Howard. I know you've got to go. Yes, yes. I'm fine, want, I'm fine. <laughs> I just want to make a very, very special announcement, okay? Now, I know this a very, very special, special guy who, like today, is always putting everybody before himself. Yeah. He's got a very, very special wife who stands by him like all of us do. And we love him very, very much. He has shared so many events all over Facebook and all over the world. And his messaging, even for people with the hurricane problems, um, even any of us that have got any problems, he's always there for us 24-7. 
and even has helped me with a friend of mine who I've, I have met, spoken to somebody in America who I've been helping, but unfortunately I'm in the UK and I couldn't help. So I messaged this person and asked them, could they help me to help a person in America? Of course, Howard Einstein stood up to this and straight away said to me, of course I will, and got on the phone and has been helping this person. Tonight wow. I want to give a very, very, very big, massive and special Hall of Fame for the Ask Sue Show Awards to Howard Einstein, who yes. is the biggest trooper of, of the Ask Sue Show, who is always here for the dogs, the hurricane people, to, for all of us, every single one of us. And, Howard, we love you very, very, very much. Oh, thank you, my dear friend. I, I, you know, I love you, too. And, you know, life is just weird. You know, as I told you, you I, had, I had a grandmother Oh, I'm sorry, oh, for years, but I, you know, I came out of it, and I believe that's my calling now. So, you know, we all do what we can do, and right. I love you all so much. And we love you, Howard. Okay, guys, you be well. And, Nicole, I love you, my friend. Big hugs. Have a good show, guys. Thanks. And you, darling. Thanks okay. ever so much. Well, Cheers, Cheers, love. Okay, honey, bye-bye, bye-bye. guys. Bye. Bye, Howard. I just hey. really did have to do that because he honestly is – Oh, it's just amazing. That's all I can say. Anyway, <coughs> Nicole, I hope you're listening to the show and uh, resting in that bed anyway. Right, let's go back to where we were supposed to be. <laughs> let's just say a quick hello to everybody that's in the chat, and everybody is saying congratulations to Howard for, obviously, the Hall of Fame award. Um, right, let me just see where we're up to. So going back, we need people to call in to let us know what you think of the OSL. <coughs> Sorry, I've t- so we got a tickle in my throat now as well. Who so, needs um, a recaller? <laughs> Who needs a recaller? <laughs> yeah. Um, right, tell me, so what do you think of the OSL? And obviously you've been following the BSL laws and everything for a long time. What are your thoughts on it and, and what do you think we can do to push it a bit further? Yes, let me start off by saying I know I probably repeat myself over and over, but I had um, a purebred AKC registered German Shepherd that was a victim of BSL, which wasn't called that then. It was actually called breed profiling in the Chicagoland area in 1980. Um, She was very well trained, very well mannered. The problem was um, she was a family pet. I didn't show her, and she was overly friendly. And she jumped on the wrong person. She jumped. She had a habit of jumping on people to lick their face because she loved people. And she was very large, very beautiful um, breed of the German Shepherd dog. And because of the spoiledness and overly friendliness, uh, this lady was not an animal lover and said that she tried to attack her. And I did have to send her to a sanctuary. I did not have... Um, I didn't have information on how to try to save her. I fought as best I could by myself, but uh, I just believe. So after I um, succumbed to that terrible tragedy with my beautiful dog that will remain, her paw prints are on my heart. Her name was Liba, which means love in German, and Liba the 13th, I believe she was. And um, I decided uh, the best thing to do I got really involved with animals. She was purchased, 
and I've never purchased a dog after her because after I found out the um, massive, terrible tragedy that we have going on in America with overbreeding, I decided it was best to fight for mandatory spay and neutering. So I've done that most of these years, and then um, animal cruelty kind of came into it for me in the 90s, and then, um, of course, uh, with Patrick and then Lennox. I was on Lennox Story since day two, probably, from, I did see the story written, and um, I want to say that we need to not try to abolish BSL. That's not going to happen. There's too many tragedies. OSL seems like, to me, the best alternative. As animals are considered property of people, therefore, why not make people responsible, like Sue said, like we do make them responsible for their cars and responsible for their children and responsible. Let's make adults responsible. Let's make this owner-specific laws and not BSL. And I just truly believe that may be the answer. What do you think, Sue? Well, the thing is, I, I've seen everybody with this NBSL, but I just think that's too blunt for governments to take on board. The other side of that coin is obviously I'm in the UK, you're in America, we've got people that are in, we've got like Nicole that's in Australia, and all of these laws are all different. So it's trying to tie something in that's going to be able to be taken anywhere. The other thing that also gets me with this is, and it's like I was talking to um, a few people today about this, we've also got this issue that, oh, I've definitely got this issue with the fact that if a dog does something wrong, so let's face it, it bites somebody, he is put down or, or murdered, as the case may right. be, right? But they do never, they never look into the story of why the dog actually bit that person. Right. Okay? For instance, I don't know the update, but like the other day, there was five dogs in a house, a 71-year-old went to feed these animals and something has happened between when she got there and obviously these dogs have either mauled to death and killed her or they've bitten it and killed her or whatever, or she's had a heart attack and they've mauled her because they don't understand it. Straight away, these people were straight onto these dogs. Oh, they're big dogs. People shouldn't have them, blah, blah, blah. Right. A 71-year-old left to look after five big dogs? Reality check, too much. Okay? Right. Second thing is, these dogs are then, I don't know if these actual dogs are being put down, but let's say that a dog has bit a child, right? Mm -hmm. For an instance, a person that I know, which I'm not going to name, had a dog um, and then was rehoming it because it bit the child, okay? Mm -hmm. I got in touch with them and I said, oh, what, how come it bit it? And she said, oh, because what happened was the child was holding a bacon sandwich and the dog went for it, and it bit him. Mm. Knowing what I know about this person, this dog was probably hungry mm. and has gone for the sandwich because it's hungry and has obviously caught the, the kid's fingers or whatever. Reality check, OSL, only specific legislation steps in, and that person should have been done for that because at the end of the day, why should that then? 
then that dog should have gone for training. They would have then said, ultimately, there's no problems with this dog. It was just because it's hungry. Let's rehome this dog to a proper place. Right. Nope, that person just rehomes the dog. No, not even a question. It just goes to another family or another person who does not know the story about this dog. The other side of this coin is, we have got other animals in the world that actually sexually abuse children called paedophiles. We have them on a list. They've been to prison. They've served their time, which I can only say I laugh at because it's pathetic how long they get. Right. And they are put into prison where they have three meals a day, they're comfortable, they have clean beds, they can have a PlayStation, they can have a telly, uh, they've got a roof over their head and everything else. Then they are released and they are probably then put on benefits so that they've got money coming in. They are given a home um, and then they're put on a list. They are put on a list and they can pretty well come and go as they please. Um, but they they are told, oh, yeah, don't go by the school or don't go by the family, that whatever's happened. But this animal is then put on the streets. Mm. But then it's put on a list. And I say it because it, it is it. It's put on a list. But who's actually controlling where this person is actually going? Right. So this it is then allowed to go anywhere they want. They can go shopping and they can do whatever, and they can do what they want. But mm -hmm. then what I say is why don't we put a tag on a human animal? Because at the end of the day, I would like to know where that animal is. Then we've got the likes of Lennox, and we've got all these other different dogs that have been put down or murdered. But then I say to people, why couldn't we have put a tag on the dog? Or why couldn't we have put that dog on a list where it was right. then checked over and trained and given all of the support, I'll say support with, again, a joke, support like, of, like the paedophiles have. So mm. a dog fights a child, gets put down, but sexually abuses it, that's okay because you can go on a list and you can be released. Mm. Can somebody please tell me where the governments and where the laws are actually right with that. So I would like to put OSL for these dogs because half of the, these dogs should not be put down because nobody's actually standing up to find out what the story actually was and why these dogs did this in the first place. They are just killed because they bit a child, but we don't actually know the whole story. Right. So I think it's about time all of us stood up together and said, now it's time to put the responsibility on the person who got this poor little dog because it was such a cute little pup that was never dangerous. How many people have actually looked at an eight-week-old pit bull and said, oh, my God, that dog is so dangerous, it's going right. to rip a child's face off? Not one person. If I put a cute pit bull on one of the, any of these pages right now, or a, puppy, um, a Rottweiler puppy, or a dog de Bordeaux puppy, not one person would tell me that that dog was dangerous. Why? Because at that specific time, it isn't. It's only until the humans get hold of them and right. mess their heads up 
and totally turns it the wrong way round, that then we've got an issue. So who's to blame? Well, it's just like, so children live what they learn, and I believe animals do the same. Um, Most of our behavior is learned. Um, I know I'm not, this is just my opinion, but I'm not real fond of the um, deed, not breed, because I have issues with that, and you could call in and let me know um, your view or what you think that, um, like an example, the victory dogs of the MVIC story, um, they were all rehabilitated, and if we have deed, not breed, we're going to have an issue with them killing many dogs that when dogs, dogs are unpredictable. For people to say this dog is unpredictable is very false. All animals, and it's only natural for them to be unpredictable at times. We don't know when they don't feel well. We don't know if they're um, um, going through something, if they've been scared, if they have fear. Most animals don't show that only through um, lashing out and um, I'm so afraid of the um, deed not breed is going to hurt all the animals that can be rehabilitated I realize there are uh, very 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 few delicate cases where they cannot be rehabilitated and that's a, a different issue but uh, I don't know what people think think of deed uh, not breed um, I just believe this OSL is the way to go. I need we need Definitely. to make owners responsible. Owners need to be responsible for their property. The animals are considered property, so let's make the owners responsible. They adopt them, they purchase them, whatever they do, let's hold them accountable. Mhm. Definitely. And the thing is, if they're actually made responsible, and um, we are, they are checked out. You know, you won't be able to just rehome a dog. It will mean that you've literally got to sign paperwork over. Then I think there'll be less of this, oh, we'll get a dog, let's dump it. Now we'll get a cute puppy, let's dump it. There'll be more, there'll be less of that. Plus dogs won't be dumped because there'll be a microchip in them that will tell them who it belongs to. And anybody who doesn't register or change the details and everything, like if you don't, when you have your car, if you don't change the ownership, you are actually breaking the law. That would be the same thing. Right. Exactly. So, I just, it all makes sense. There's so much logic and common sense in what we're saying that we don't really need an ASU show. We just need the government to see. All the, you know, we just need a dog animal lover um government, you know, a politician on there to actually speak up for them and speak the common sense that we're speaking and everybody else is speaking. Exactly, Sue. But but the trouble is, how many of those have we actually got? (laughs) Right. We have a We have a we have a, a gentleman, I won't mention any names, but that is running in Iowa that is promoting dog fighting as an activity. And uh, I just hope his counter um, um, person gets elected. <laughs> but, um, no, I, we just, uh, and, and I, Natasha had just put in the chat room that 
all behavior issues can be rehabilitated, and I totally agree with that. I know um, I I just think that uh, this OSL, we need to push OSL. We need to get that established. Uh, DSL laws are too broad. Like Sue said, they're different for every country, every state. We in America have DSL laws for every city in the state. So it's too much of a broad band you know, to really be effective, in my opinion. Call in and let us know what you think, though. Yeah, definitely. Yes, though. The the other thing is, you know, it's a bit like humans, right? All humans are different, but it doesn't mean that, and let me just ignore how I say this, right, but if you've got a dwarf person, and that's probably the wrong word, and please don't knock me for what I'm saying, but dwarf person. Little people. Um, little people. Okay, little people. Sorry, I apologize if I offended anybody in any way. I apologize. But it's okay. Little people, and then you've got a six-foot-six guy. You know, is it right to actually judge them too for what they look like? Right. Should we judge somebody who has got size... 12 feet to somebody who's got size 2 feet. No. And should we judge people that's got a big chest, or, (laughs) excuse the expression, (laughs) or somebody who's got nothing at all? Because that's what we're doing with dogs. So should we just look at, let's just say, we've got a big lady like myself that wants to rehome a dog. Does that mean because I'm a big lady I cannot rehome a dog? So why should we judge a dog for what they look like to say, oh, hold on a minute, um, a Rottweiler. Right, they're big, they're nasty, they're trained as guard dogs, there's no way, we know, I don't trust them. And I have heard that on the street with my own ears when I had Miracle in the car and I literally opened the boot and she was sat there and I actually said, I actually heard this lady say, oh, I don't like them dogs, um, you know, and I just turned, I said, I beg your pardon. She said, oh, no, we don't trust them. And I said, do you know what? I said, there's a much worse breed than Rottweilers, you know. And she went, is there? And I said, oh, gosh, yes, it's terrible. She went, really? What's that? And I went, the human race itself. Mm. I think I heard her mouth drop to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) It was just horrendous. And I just, you know, you can do all the ranting you like, but until we get these governments to start listening to to us, we're not going to get anywhere. But we need people to join that know to BSL and start owner specific legislation, then that's when we can make changes. But until then, we're not going to get anywhere. I totally so please, agree. everybody, go and join up. Totally agree, So Maybe um, we could get some good behaviorists like our own Natasha Madison and uh, some input from uh, Victoria Stillwell and a few others. Uh, Shorty Rossi knows a lot about uh, dog behavior and what owners should be responsible. We need to get, we need to push this. So you're exactly right. It, actually, this was mentioned by Sue at one of her Ask Sue shows a while back, and I just picked up on it immediately. And her and I have been talking about it for a few day, uh, days, and I just think that that's the way to go. I, I think, you know, all we've been fighting worldwide DSL, and people have been doing a great job. I'm not, you know, saying they haven't, but... Uh, I think this OSL is, could could possibly be the replacement that we need. Mm. Yeah, call in, Natasha. We need your input, girl. Call in. 
Bless her. She's going to be an, definitely on here a lot of the times. I can see that coming. <laughs> yes. But do you know what? The thing is, we've got loads of groups on Facebook, but how many people have actually seen something that anybody's actually going to put, is saying, let's put this in place instead? Right. I haven't actually seen anybody suggest something instead of it. Right. So you're exactly right. But I've seen all of the I've seen all the petitions and I've seen all the different things, but I haven't seen anybody that actually has given something else. They want it abolished. They want it removed. They want it gone. If you look back into your history book on law in the United States and the UK, all over the world, it's uh, very rare that I can even I in in my uh, <laughs> so many years I'm not going to name. Them. I, I haven't even, I can't remember a time a law was taken off the books. And this DSL, um, we've got, like Sue said, we've got to replace it with something that works. And I believe we can make this OSL work. I really do. Mm. I think we can combine everything and put it into ONSL, make adults responsible for these animals. It would also help. And when children are not allowed to adopt or buy an animal because the parents will be held responsible, it might make them think twice because children tend to abuse animals, not intentionally all the time. They're young, they're little, they're not taught properly. And because animals are always considered property, it, it leaves us at a loss sometimes of what um of what our uh, capacities of what we can do about it so, as exactly um i've just got to get natasha on because bless her she's a little bit busy hi natasha how are you doing darling hello area code 513 are you there hmm. she must have pressed the mute button i think by accident Hi, Natasha. Can you hear us? Thanks for calling in. Oh, I don't know. Okay, we'll we'll see. We'll leave her on hold for a minute. She might shout out in a minute and say, I'm here, but I'm not. Sure. I don't know what's happening. Bless her. It, it took me a minute to get in today, Sue, because it, what happens, she might be using Skype, and they put you on mute for, a, like, 30 seconds, and then you have to hit one, Natasha, if you're listening. Um, you hit one, two. Uh, oh, okay. She, she's tried again. She's rung in again. Let's try again. Hi, Natasha. Hmm. Hello. No, bless her. She's obviously got a problem there, or or we have, but everybody else has been else going, so I don't know. No, it's not you or her, Sue. So it's the uh, the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> put any negativity on you or Natasha, <laughs> so we'll blame it on Blog Talk. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Keep trying, Natasha. We need your input, girl. And if anybody else wants to try the phone lines, yeah. by all means, give us a call, 347-327-9694. These shows work if you actually call in and say your thoughts, because we need people to hear what you... You know, we need to know what you think. Maybe right. there's something that 
we need to um, check out. You know, let's let's see. If people are actually thinking that um, the OSL is too much to own a dog, how many people have not had a car because it's too much for a car? Right. No, because all of us need all of those things for a car, and that's it. We don't even think about it. So at the end of the day, we need to be making a difference by literally saying to people, if you want a dog, you have to do these things. If it's too much effort to do those things, well, at the end of the day, you don't deserve to have a dog. That's right. Right, I'm going to... I'm actually going to call um, uh, Natasha now, because we're going to do it a different way. Bless her. She's obviously having a few problems, so let me just... uh, What's it? Let me see if I can get this. Oh, here we go. This will be when it's the wrong number. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Hello. Hi, Natasha. How are you doing, darling? Hey, sorry. I tried. It didn't work out, (laughs) though, for some reason. (laughs) Hi, Natasha. Hi, guys. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulties. Oh, it's fine. There's always something goes wrong with the show. It's all right, love. It's fine. <laughs> what, um, what do you think of uh, OSL, then? Um, I definitely think it's a wonderful idea. Um, and, and definitely, you can't, you, you know, you and I were talking the other day, and you can't just say, get rid of the SL without having a, a plan to implement. Because, um, you know, here in Cincinnati, Ohio, where I live, um, our city had a, like, I think it was a 15-year pitbull den. Um, and that was, of course, breed type, too, so it didn't have to be an actual pitbull. Um, but God bless them, they repealed it back in uh, the spring, so thank God for that. Um, having said thank God for that, the other side of the coin is then there's a lot of concern because right. there are certain areas and certain people that just should not have these dogs, and then that becomes an issue of, now we have more pit bulls running around that us rescue people can't take in because we don't have room to begin with. Um, we have more aggression issues. And, again, it's not because of the dog, but it's from some types of people. And I'm not saying type. Maybe it's the wrong word, so please um, forgive me for saying that. But Well, I mean, okay. types of people, I guess, yeah. really isn't inaccurate. But right. people who think right. dog, sport, uh, dog sporting is something like dog fighting, right. that would be a type of person. So, But they do things like that and... So there's an issue. It's, it's it's not good to have BSL. It's also not good to have people being able to do these things. Now, having said that, I'm going on a rant, too. Um, <laughs> Bring it. Uh, so here's the thing. You guys were touching on this just briefly a minute ago. Um, there's the whole situation where people who want to adopt a child um, have to go through ridiculous amounts of training. And I, when I say ridiculous, I just mean a lot. And, it sh- and they should. This is a child. You have to be, you know, have your background checked. You should definitely have to go through classes to understand what you need to do and et cetera, et cetera. Um, So those things definitely need to happen. Um, When you adopt a dog from a rescue or a shelter, usually you have to go through an application, a home visit, if you're going to a reputable place, that is. Um, And that's good. So that's, that's fine. Now, when you come to having your own child, you don't have to do anything. When it comes to breeding your own dog, you don't have to do anything. Right. That, to me, is a much more of a responsibility to bring these, this child into the world or this dog into the world, but you don't have to do anything for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an issue to me. <laughs> yeah. um, and my yeah. thing goes all the way back to spay, neuter, and the right people owning dogs, period. I think OSL is fantastic. 
foot on the back end of that, start further. Go back a little further, and that should be things like people should have to register to have a dog. They should have to have checks, background checks, financial checks, because, you know, one of the reasons people get rid of dogs is finances. So if you're financially not able to commit to a dog for life, you should not have a dog to begin with. Now, we know things happen with economies being bad, like they are here in the States. You know, we don't expect these things to happen. Well, you should have an account, a savings account saved up for for the dog. Exactly. You know, for your family in general. So it's it's just about being financially stable and responsible. Um, But at the same time, I want to say this last thing, we don't want to make so many, like, little rules and laws and fines and things to get good people that would be good, responsible owners to not want to even go get a dog. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. You know, definitely. I, I totally agree with you, Natasha. The um, I know the spay and neuter thing is uh, is rampant. That needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. That's why we have so many problems. You know, I I um have feral cats here in my neighborhood, and I live on the second floor, but I make sure that they're fed. The lady downstairs does. I, you know, it's really sad that people, if people would have listened to me back in 1980 when I'm pushing spay and neuter. I couldn't know. listen to you. I wasn't born for another year, so. <laughs> but, uh, well, I always have to go after the age thing. It's fun. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I'm 29 and holding, so. Um, my, you know, in L.A. County, they have passed the mandatory spay and neuter. You have to have a special license two breed puppies in L.A. County. That's not all over. I thought it was all over L.A. It's in L.A. County. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, if we would just see, look into how these these areas are working, you know, how they're doing this. And, and it's working in L.A., so it can work in anywhere, in my opinion, you know. And I know Chicago, um, Chicago, I'm not sure if it's just Cook County or if it's the whole state. We have the strictest dog fighting laws. It is a felony to have a dog fight. It's a felony to um, uh, gamble on a dog fight, and it is also a felony to attend a dog fight. And that's these rules have to be segregated all over this country and in the UK. We have to get, you know, how can one state and one county have it, not another? You know, we have to get together. And I think if we get the right people to set these OSL laws, I think. That can help us. I think that can work. Well, if I may say one thing real quick to that, if you don't care, um, and to the the broad subject itself, too. I think one question, I'm playing devil's advocate a lot here, too, so just putting that out there. I think one thing that that we definitely need to to think about, too, is um, BSL is a law. You know, it's a law. Right. And we don't like that law, but we want to implement another law. So there could be issues with that law. The more laws I'm saying, then the less chance, you know, the less we have as far as our own freedoms to do things and and to to take care of things the way we should. The more that the government's telling us, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. So, mm-hmm. is it necessarily a good thing to take away of one law just to add another? And then what problems are going to arise from that? We need to definitely look at that. And then the other thing, and I'm getting a little off track, but I just really, really want to go back to this for just a second, um, is the overpopulation thing. This is something that my group, Canine Justice Network, we preach this constantly, mm-hmm. um, spay, neuter, overpopulation. I just want to throw a couple numbers at you guys because um, this is huge, and I really want people to hear this because 
Lennox's situation would never have happened. Memphis's right. situation would never have happened. Right. If everybody would have just spayed and knew their damn dogs. Sorry, I'm a little angry. But it's it's still very much a, an open wound for me, and I know a lot of people listening and, and you guys talking too. Um, but it goes back to this. Some statistics that I threw out at our fundraiser last year, and a few people really, really were impacted by it. Um, but if you go down and look at the thing, so let's say you, you, you've got your dog and you're going to go and you're going to breed your dog just once, okay? Mm-hmm. So you do that. Then the dog has a litter of puppies, okay? Well, then those dogs, those puppies get homes and whatever. Well, then the people that get all those puppies, they breed those dogs too, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So in six years, and this is a very good number because it's pretty daggone realistic, mm-hmm. in six years because you decided to do that one breeding, you are now responsible for 67,000 dogs. Right. Now, and then the numbers get worse. Only one in 600 pit bulls ever get adopted. The numbers are unimaginable. People do not. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, they're numbers, but they're your dogs. Right. (laughs) These aren't just numbers and statistics. These are our dogs. These are our pets. Every day I am called by 25 to 35 people, and I can't even tell you how many emails I get, um, wanting us to help them take in their dogs. And I always do my best to try to educate these people, and sometimes I just get fed up and say, look, you need to keep your dog if you want it to live. Because there's nowhere I know that has any openings. We sure don't. And I'm sorry, but that's just the reality. So it goes back. Stay and neuter your pets. Exactly. Period. I'm sorry. I just wanted to... I had to say that. No, I... Don't get me started on that, Lennox. You know, I'm keeping that for you. Yeah, save save it till Monday. I didn't mean to bring that up. Okay. The other side of that is, with this OSL, my thoughts with that... If, if all the dogs have got to be insured, we could actually, because let's face it, if you've got a male or a female that's not neutered or spayed or whatever, they are more likely to want to run off to go a mate. Right. So we could actually say to the insurance companies, right, if we get them spayed or neutered, they would get a discount on their insurance because they've been spayed right. or neutered. So it's yeah, not you want to reward people for doing so something. You make it two right. for two. Exactly. Yeah, reward them. Don't punish them. Don't make more exactly. laws and punish. Let's reward people for doing the right thing. Exactly. Exactly. But, I mean, let's face it. Joe Bloggs, who's a, just an ordinary guy, has got no money, not a lot of money, right? His mm-hmm. dog's his mm-hmm. world, but he makes sure that that dog's fed even before himself. Well, and, and, and Sue, I'm not to interrupt you, but and I know Deb said on, online she didn't agree with what I said about that financial thing, and maybe I should go a little bit more into explanation on that. Um, I know it broadly said that we should do financial checks and things like that, and, and I do believe that that's part of it. Now, having said that, like I did say, we should do more specific checks into people in general, their history. And their history will reflect, obviously, whether or not they're a good, um, responsible dog owner or not, pet owner. So hmm. if somebody, you know, may not get the, you know, whatever amount of money per year, I'm not saying they should definitely not have a dog. You know, it's something to consider, and it's something to ask that person, what are you going to do? if you don't have the money to pay for the dog. And, and at the same time, I know homeless people that are the best damn pack leaders in this world. Right. You know, they, yeah. they are absolutely phenomenal because they don't have a lot of the emotional ties and the mm-hmm. stupid humanizing we do with our pets. Right. They're, they, they actually are more like real, honest, true pack leaders. So I'm saying more about going into the person's psychological well-being too. Financial is part yeah. of it. But also, you know, are you able to at least take care of the dog what is your backup yeah. plan if not? But also the person really matters. So I want to make sure that I 
I hope that clears that up. I really hope it does. Yeah. Well, let me let me put this out there. My opinion, and um, I don't see uh, my daughter lives um, in California, um, in the LA area, and I've been there many times and seen. I'm telling you, I I just don't agree with homeless people having pets, and I know they love them. That's all they have, and they care for them. But until they can get on their feet and be held responsible for those pets, those pets are just like children. They they have to be cared for. They have to be fed, watered, bedded. You know how many dogs I've I've talked to friends um, in the past few days that their dogs die of heartworm just trying to get the treatment. I mean, there's too much. There's too much responsibility. I agree with you, uh, Natasha. I think you have to hold up. You have to be accountable financially for your animal. I just, you know, I'm not saying homeless people don't love them and that that bond is wonderful and everything, but I just, I mean, if they, how many homeless people, I have had to walk the streets in Chicago and I, I go in the store and I, because I don't give homeless people money and I give them dog food, you know, um, you have to be held accountable. I I I, I agree with you on that, Natasha. Really. Now, can I say something else to that too? Go ahead. <laughs> I I agree and disagree. Um, I definitely disagree in the fact that homeless people shouldn't have dogs. I think they should be able to. Oh, yeah. um, I know this is sounding very strange and like I'm saying two different things, and maybe maybe I am in a way. But mm-hmm. um, my point was, homeless people, like in California, for example. Um, Basically, what a person that doesn't have a home or a job does is they get up, they walk, they find food, however they may find it. Right. And that's exactly, and, and don't take this the wrong way, that's exactly what a pack of wolves does, a pack of dogs, in other words. They well, get up, they're hunt. They're, you know what I'm saying, though? But that's more to the dog's tune. That is actually the way that the dog is supposed to be. It's not being humanized. And Dogs don't need toys. Dogs need shelter and food and a little bit right. of love. And they don't even need the love because affection comes from food. It comes from water. It comes from exercise. You want me to tell you how many times I have encountered a homeless person in California that would not accept food for his animal that said it was... Well, and again, that's based on that individual, though. You know what I'm saying? So, again, it goes back to individual person. Oh, sure. So I'm not saying that homeless people as a whole should, you know, not be able to not have a dog. I don't agree. The person as an individual should be looked upon, not groups... As, you know what I'm saying? The way she was saying earlier, not someone with a size 12 shoe versus a size 2, sh- whatever it may be. But it's not as a whole, you know, as an individual. If they can care for them, if they can care for them, and I know some homeless people in California that do care for their animals, they have them perform at, on 3rd Street, and they take the money and get their vet care and their food. And um, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm saying we have to look at it responsibly you know, and see, um, you know, what the situation is. It's You have to, OSL would make everyone that has a pet be accountable. So you're kind of right, Natasha. It has to be one way or the other. And I tend to lean toward OSL and making all pet owners responsible, homeless or not homeless. You know what I mean? Right. But also looking again on the individual person, too. Right. Because like I was saying before, you know, we, re- we repeal one law and we add another one. And that other law could be things like, you know, if you're homeless, you can't have a dog. If you make this much money, you can't have a dog. And we don't want to do stuff like that because then, like I said, we have good, responsible owners that don't end up being the ones that get the dogs that need them. Because I can't tell you guys how many times, going back to the DSL thing, 
um, for the spring, before uh, Cincinnati repealed our BSL, how many great people I had um, for applications on, on pit bulls that we had waiting for homes that I had to say no to because they lived in the city limits. And they were great homes otherwise. They just lived in the wrong place. And that was the most frustrating thing for me as a rescuer and a dog behaviorist because I'm seeing these people, they've, you know, they're fantastic, not just on paper, but we'd still, we'd go to their house, we do home visits, we do background checks. I go through their Facebook pages. <laughs> but um, they, were, they would have been great owners, but we could not give them these dogs. Now we can, but at the same time, I'm just saying, it's, we have to be very careful because, you know, mm-hmm. laws aren't necessarily the answer here. Because we want to, I mean, look at what it's already done. <laughs> laws have created BSL. Mm-hmm. Can I just say something, though, right? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sitting on the garden fence here for a minute because I have been in the situation when I've had weeks that my dogs have had food before I have and my kids have had food before I have. Right. And it's been like, you know, you just have, you know what it's like. The car goes wrong, you've got to pay for car parts, and you've got no money, but your dogs eat before yourself, right? Right. That does not make me a bad dog owner. That's a life reality check, right? right. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side of that car, car card of this is I can be a millionaire with a massive mansion and I you come and look at my house and you say to me oh you've got a beautiful home you've got three acres of land this is just gorgeous it's fenced and everything no sooner you walk away from there you didn't notice the big fat massive pen that they had for the dogs that was in there that they've just got rid of how do we this is the thing we can't judge people by their just their finances because of the fact it right. can be that a millionaire could be kicking, excuse my French, but kicking the crap out of it. Just because they've got money does not mean that they're going to give it a superb home. You right. can get somebody that lives on the street who gives them their coat because it's a cold night, and right. they do without, and the next day they are begging, but they go and get dog food for their dog first before they eat themselves. So we, yeah. the thing is we cannot just judge by what they look like, how much money they've got in the bank, or whether or not they're going to have a, um, we're going to have a recession, and if they can afford it, it's what is inside these people's hearts and how much they love their dogs. Right. No, I yeah, everything as a whole, I think, and, and, and individuals as well. You know, the individual person yes. and everything it as a whole. It needs to be definitely. individual. I don't, I don't think you can literally go by. I mean, let's face it. You could end up with a, a lady who's got. A good financial, good financial status, but she's got three kids and she lives in a two-bedroom house with a very little garden, and it's literally in a built-up area. So let me then you say, here. If, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we're coming up on our two minutes of silence for Nicole. Yes, we need. To, but we'll just we won't have a silence as such. I just want it where everybody just wants just for literally one minute where we just all sit together for just one minute and literally just think about poor Nicole, who's actually in the hospital at the moment, um, and just in case anybody doesn't know, they've actually found um, something in her brain or in her head or in her brain exactly um, the size of a walnut, and we don't know exactly what's wrong with So we want to send her healing um, tonight literally just one minute, where we can just think about her and just hope and pray that she literally gets better really soon. She does so much for the Ask Sue show. So I'm just going to literally, I think what I'll do is we'll just have a little song. Does everybody agree? I agree. Yeah. Is that okay? 
So I'll tell you what, we'll have, um, let me have a look. I, I didn't even get my song ready, so how good was that? Um, hold on a minute, I'm just going a little bit thing. Here we go, we'll have a bit of this. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The whispers in the moment Of lovers sleeping tight All rolling by like thunder now As I look in your eyes I hold on to your body And feel each move Is warm and tender A love that I could Not forsake Cause I
Hi, and welcome back to the ASU Show, where we're talking about OSL instead of BSL. Ring in with your thoughts, 347-327-9694. And I'd like to welcome Tammy and Natasha back to the show. Hi, both of you. Hi. Hi. Hello. And uh, just to let everybody know, I know that Nicole was listening to the show, bless her, and I know she's going to be inboxing me on Facebook. So I think she's doing an, an, a bit of a novel because it still hasn't come through yet, but it says she's typing, so bless her. <laughs> so going back to, um, obviously, each individual, we're saying about each individual person obviously being checked for the dogs. Right. But then let me this say is the- so that I I don't think homeless people shouldn't have pets or have animals. And I do agree with Natasha. To set certain laws on finances for owning a pet would be, mm, I don't know about that, because uh, everybody has different uh, economic levels that they live their lifestyle in. And, uh, you know, I don't think we should set a standard where only rich people can have dogs and poor people can't and poor people can't have pets. And, um, you know, I just think that the OSL uh, should just make owners responsible and then let the courts work it out, let the cities work out. You know, um, we should get together some professionals that know how to make decent uh, addendums to the laws, you know, and that's what I think. What do you think, Sue, Natasha? Natasha, you still are? Sorry, I had like a minute of a (laughs) moment or something. (laughs) Um, No, absolutely, Um, but I keep stressing the fact that I just, I'm very concerned about getting rid of a law and then bringing in other laws, Mm -hmm. and that's a very big concern for me, because every time any law is stated, there's always going to be problems, and um, maybe more of like what we did here in Cincinnati, we had more of like a task force um, as opposed to laws. We completely abolished it, but there's more of a task force going on, and I think that's a really good alternative. Um, in that way, too, it, it doesn't frighten those individuals that that would be good owners to not want a dog because of all these new different laws and signs mm-hmm. and different things like that. Um, but I think it all goes back to education, stay neuter, like right. I was saying. Um, we have yeah. to educate kids. Um, it's the thing I've been wanting to do for a long time here in the States is get a program going. You know, we have sex ed. Well, why not have dog ed or, you know, animal ed 101? You know, let's, let's teach our children these are living creatures, and they need love, they need respect, and they need to know how to be with these with these animals. And, you know, kids and men are the top two um, of, of bike victims because men like to wrestle, and kids like to pull around on, on ears and things like that. And that is, to me, not the child's fault. That is the parent's fault for not teaching their child that. Right. And yeah. I don't care if parents get mad at me for saying that because that, that's just... I don't need I, I agree. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, I was just telling Sue yesterday... Um, about the lady, the older lady that got killed by the dogs or allegedly got killed by the dogs. You know, dogs, me as a behaviorist, I know that dogs only bite for a reason. They don't just bite to bite. Exactly. That's that's not how it works. Yeah, they don't. So with a child pulling around on ears or, you know, a kid having a pizza in their hand and the dog jumping up, you know, parents need to monitor these things. They need to make sure their child knows what's going on, how to be around the animals. Right. And um, when guys come into your home, and, and it, you know, I'm not saying women don't wrestle with dogs. I sure as hell do. But, um, <laughs> you know, you have to know the dog, know the person, and know the limits, and know what's too much. And, but education yep. is 
is, is I know that you guys really want to get rid of BSL, and trust me, I am with you 100%. And I'm not trying to knock down any ideas you have. My whole thing is, again, I don't want to take away a law just to implement more, to have more problems, or the same problems even. As opposed to that, I want to go back to, let's go back to where this problem starts. And that starts with education, because the people right. today that are in their 20s to 50s or whatever range that have pets that are, you know, breeding these dogs, fighting these dogs, letting their dogs loose, they obviously were not taught any other way. Mm-hmm. Okay? So my thing is, let's go to the children now who in a few years, or even like I want to do with CJN, get into the high schools, talk to the seniors, because they're going to be the ones coming out in the next year or so. They're going to be adopting dogs or, or buying dogs. Let's mm-hmm. talk to them. Let's tell them what's going on. What's the reality? Exactly. And I think we'll have a lot less problems. Well, that is yeah. true because um, my children and their generation that I have taught uh, Sunday school and I've counseled camp summer camp for years and years, and they think it's sec- second nature. You get a pet, you neuter and spade it. They just right. think all pets should be neutered and spaded. The thing is, Natasha, what Sue and I are trying to say is laws that are on the books are not very likely to be taken off. But what we think the best alternative would be is to replace it with something that works, that could better, uh, you know, um, help the the pet owners, um, you know, like like I said, your education is number one. I totally agree with you because I yes, know definitely. it works. And, but unless these laws, I mean, everybody wants to get rid of it. How many times, Natasha, have they taken a law off the book and not replaced it with something? They just took it off. No, well, they're exactly. not. And, and that's my thing. So I think mm-hmm. we go back to let's not just go say, hey, get rid of BSL. You right. know, let's not yeah. let's have a plan of how are we going to change society's views on, on animals? And cause I'll tell you right now, I was not raised the same way your children were. Right. Um, I was raised thinking that pit bulls were devil dogs and I was going to get killed if I looked at one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also raised by, by thinking that all dogs in the shelters were sick or were going to kill me as well. That's oh. what I was always taught. And, in fact, you know, I'm just going to be honest with you guys, up until I was 22 years old, every dog I had, he bought out of a backyard breeder. We never mm-hmm. fixed them. We didn't know. And my parents generally yeah. did not do these things. I did not know. I just assumed that's what she did. And mm-hmm. um, so when I met my uh, my partner, Debbie, she told me when we were wanting to get a dog, she's like, I'm not buying a dog. We can go get one from a shelter. Right. And I was scared to death, like, oh, my God, I don't know what that's going to be like. <laughs> so we did, and Tyson is the reason that my life has changed. God bless uh-huh. that dog. He's awesome. He's a pit bull boxer mix, and... Um, we were told he was a boxer when we got him, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I learned a lot from him, and, and I started doing my own um, studies on things and dogs and watched a lot of dogs that were giving birth and how dogs interacted. And that was kind of the, the beginning of my, my um, teaching for my own self-taught dog behaviorist um, learning. But it, it goes back to, again, I, I, I get what you guys are saying, and I, I'm totally for what you're trying to do, but... You know, when people set out for BSL, they had good intentions. Now, these were not evil people that set out to say, hey, I want to make sure you can't have certain dogs. No, no, I I agree. I agree with you on that. So, and I'm just saying, you know, know, the OSL thing, I'm not knocking it. We need need to go much further into it before it's even brought up to anybody. But 
You know, because that could be the same situation. It's good intentions, but what could happen? What are the what ifs to yep. to that? You know, See, what are the possible downsides to it? Yep. There's two things I want to to bring up to that. First of all, with the OSL idea, is I'm not say I am never going to say to everybody, no, I've thought of OSL and that's it, final. No, I am just saying to people. They're all wanting to end BSL, but nobody's actually come up and said, actually, let's say to them, we'll end BSL, but here's a replacement. Now, I don't care if OSL gets beaten to death by all of us until we find a happy part for all of us. That's the dogs, the people, all of the government parts, because let's face it, this law has got to work where we can actually... Check out these people. It's also all all right saying we we need to check out these people. We need to do home checks. We've got to find people to do this too. Mm -hmm. So you know, I am not bothered if 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 you know, if we want to keep OSL or we change it or we add to it or we we say no, that's not going to work because we can't financially do that or whatever. So before everybody says, oh, but she's just saying OSL and that's going to be it. No, 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 it is not. It is literally saying to people, we need to put something else up. If we want to end BSL, that's fine, but what is the alternative? Right. Or do do we look at the BSL laws and say, hold on a minute, actually that's okay, but we need to treat this. It's going to be one or the other. We either amend it or we end it and replace it. Well, we're not. We're not setting everything in stone for OSL either. We are just saying that's the way to go. Now, we're not saying what OSL. Sue made some suggestions, and I've made some suggestions, but we're not saying that's what it should be. Natasha, we Mm, need Exactly, that's what I mean. We need professionals like uh, you and um, uh, people that, you know, that know what what we need to uh, uh, actually, I think we should use some of these, uh, victims, um, families to get together and write the law. You know, I, there's got to be a law. We're not going to get rid of BSL without replacing it. I'm telling you. As but a can I just say something? But we, but we can did, I just though. Say you know, guys, we, we did, though. Here in Cincinnati, we did not replace it. We did not add another law. We mm-hmm. added a task force. I'm just saying, we, we don't have to look at it as another law. You can do things. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a law. The, I, I can't stress this enough. The more laws, the more problems we have. The more yeah, things exactly. are pushed down our Well, yeah. Th- yeah, that's true. That's, exactly. that's what I want. That's my big message of what, what I'm trying to say, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm not um, saying OSL is a bad idea. I'm just saying, does it have to be a law? Can it just be OSL? No, it doesn't have to be a law. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. Tammy, can I just say something to you? You know, when you said, oh, but we need to get the victims together and talk to them about it? Mm-hmm. The victims can't talk. They are the dogs. Right, but I mean their owners. Yep. No, I but do you know what I mean? The, vi- the, victim, the victims aren't the people that got bitten. The victims aren't always the, the owners. The victims are actually the dogs that are put down because nobody actually checked them out to see what had actually happened or what was actually wrong in their environment. Right. Mm-hmm. But right. I think that goes back to the individual checks and registration and things like exactly. that, which aren't laws. Exactly. Just, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah, the other the side of it as well, um, I I've totally got, my, obviously I, I always have to bring my children and my animals into my conversation, so I want to bring up um, my son Jamie, for instance. I mean, I've got four of them that are all animal lovers. I mean, Emma is absolutely crazy about animals, and I'll talk to them about another time, but Jamie, for instance, is 13. He saw John the dog as um, a literally 
very much underfed skin and bones and he set up a group a 13 year old he said to me he was sat on the other sofa and he just said to me oh mum i've set up a facebook group i said have you and i think and here we go playstation 2s are us or something do you know what i mean and i was waiting for some game thing to be on and he said i've called it god i've, I've called it god help john the dog and i went you what and he went, yeah, have a look, Mum. And he <laughs> like showed mother, me the like said, yes. oh, yeah. I tell you what, and the amount of inbox messages I had of people saying, oh, my goodness, that's amazing. It is. Amazing? Why the hell Sue, should it you be just said amazing? It right there because my... just like dogs are a direct reflection of us, our children are a direct reflection yes. of us. You educated your exactly. child enough to be able but, to do that. But, mm-hmm. but do you know what? The funny part is, and it's like I was talking to you, wasn't I, Natasha, about respect of all, right? My children respect my dogs. My dogs respect my children. Mm-hmm. My dogs are in the house with us when we're eating our food, and if they come near us, all I have to do is go, <clears throat> and they move away. Yeah. It's as simple. That's if they even come anywhere near, okay? The other side of that coin is, if my child went to give them some food, and it literally teased, I wouldn't say tease because they wouldn't, they wouldn't tease. Let me just say that my kids would not tease the dogs. But if they, like, messed, you know, they, like, gave it too many seconds, and then my dog snapped at their fingers, mm. I would look at the dog, and the dog would know that it was in trouble because it snapped my kids' fingers. But my kids would get a bigger telling off because they shouldn't have been feeding the dog's food while they were eating the dinner. Exactly. Now, the trouble yeah. is, See, that's the other straight away. Right there. Exactly. Yep. Exactly, yep, yes. and the thing is, most of the times then, most people would kick the dog outside and say, you've been naughty because you've stopped mm-hmm. the, dog's, the kid's fingers. Hold on a minute. It shouldn't have been feeding the dog while it was eating its tea anyway. Right. You know I mean? Well, and Sue, so, that goes back to what we were thing. saying before about humanizing dogs. You know, right. by taking the dog and yep. putting it in time out. First mm-hmm. of all, that's not something a dog understands. That's, that's human psychology on a dog. It's not going to work anyway. You're scaring your dog. You're confusing the dog. Punishing the dog for something yep. they didn't do anything wrong. Yep, exactly. They're, uh, they're I, animals. Dogs are I, animals. I we forget this. Time out, though, Natasha. My little mm-hmm. puzzles. She goes in time out. She knows what she's done something wrong. It's, it's probably because of the intelligence level of the puzzle breed. But uh, um, no, I totally agree with you that you have to. Um, you know, that's why I'm saying it needs to be OSL. The owners need to be held responsible in every form, in every way. Um, you know, I never feed her off the table. I never feed her at the table. She has to reside in a spot where she stays till we're done eating. You know, I think, you know, that's exactly. true. How we raise our children. Let me ask you guys and see what, see what you think about this. Just, what? just throwing this at you. You know, we're talking about so many different things in one one general category here. So um, we're talking about owners being responsible and things like that too. So what I tell a lot of people that call us um, for whatever reason they're calling, if they're looking for a dog, we help match make them with dogs that's Mm -hmm. in shelters or rescues. And I was telling Sue about this today. And that's based on the lifestyle of the the family and Mm -hmm. the energy level of the dog. So obviously if a family is really active, then an active dog would be great to them. If they're more on the, I'm going to use the word lazy just for lack of a better term, but if they're, you know, more lazy and they don't do a whole lot, and they don't Lay need a lot. Back. Lay back. <laughs> so, and that's what we do, and that's we've been very successful with that. Now, having said that, here's the thing. So, what I tell people all the time is, if they go and they they have you know informal training on how to raise dogs, they don't really know. But yet, we're telling them to be responsible. 
right. but they don't know, then, well, that's just, that, that's not solving anything, if you see what I'm saying. So right. what I always tell people is, you know, when you're getting a dog, you need to learn dog psychology. You need to get a behaviorist over. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to do that. And yes. so dog psychology is different from dog training. And I'm not knocking dog training, but I'm saying is it's different. It's very different. So dog training to me um, as a behaviorist, and I've been a dog trainer as well, um, but dog training is something that humans made up. It's a language that we made up that we expect dogs to learn that we don't really fully know ourselves. And it doesn't really do a whole lot as far as getting the dog to respect and know us as pack leaders. Now, dog um, psychology, as I tell um, people that call us, it's really the language of the dog. So I always say if you have a, let's say you're getting a, um, I don't know, a a foreign exchange student in your home from Japan, Mm -hmm. and you don't know Japanese, how are you going to help that child? Right. You're going to have a big problem. So that goes back to we're saying be responsible, but... People don't know the basics of how to speak to their dog. And when I to speak, I don't mean verbally. Or yeah. how to communicate with their dog. So they're throwing them out in timeouts, so they're doing this, so they're doing that. Um, so when you learn dog psychology, it's it's teaching that family Japanese for the child. It's I teaching that family the dog's language. Natasha, so that's empowering them to be successful. Natasha, I still find people that rub the dog in their messes rub the dog's and nose and they're the like, oh, my God. <laughs> How terrible is that? You know, I'm like. It, it is terrible, and I, I will be the first person to go, and I will take the person, oh. and I'll say, get your nose and rub it in there. Yeah, Does really. That anything for you? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. How, I mean, you want to use the word lazy. I thought that's uneducated. Ignorance. Sorry. Ignorance. Oh, it is. But, again, if you don't know any better, then what are you going to do? You don't know any better. You think that, you know, maybe that's how mom raised the dog and grandma. Oh, oh my God. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so that goes back to yeah. education. Exactly. Yeah. It's always going to go back I've got to tell you a little story, right? I've got a mate of mine who um, rescues dogs, and she is an amazing lady. And over the years, she's also done show champion Rottweilers. Mm-hmm. And she is just an amazing, amazing lady, right? And I can remember we've had, me and, I mean, Ask Sue hasn't just started recently doing rants. We, I do quite a few rants with my mates, and they all like to have me to have this little rant. And do you know what? I literally went there one day, and we were talking about children and dogs and stuff. And she said to me, she went, I'll show you something, Sue. So she got my kids. Now, my kids are brilliant with the dogs. I mean, poor kids. I mean, they're not the sort to do stuff to, the, my, to dogs and stuff. But she got the kids to sit on the sofa. And she went up to them, and she patted them on the head. And then she went went past them, and she patted them on the head again. And then next minute, she's messing up their hair. <laughs> and then she went, oh, and she's going at the faces and stuff and that. And then she went into she went into the fridge. She went and got a chocolate bar. And she went, do you want a piece? And then she took it away. And she went to the other one. She went, do you want a piece? I'll take it away. And she went to the other one. Next minute, she's going, and she's stroking the hair again. And then she's saying to them, like, sit on the floor. So she, they got off there and jumped, got on the floor. And then she's like, get on the sofa. And they said, get them. So they got on the sofa. And then she's rubbing their hair, and then she's offering chocolate. Mm. And she said to me, she went, that's what we should be teaching in the schools. That's what you don't do to a dog. Did you like having your hair ruffled that much that it drove right. you mental? Did you want to be so confused that if you didn't know if to get on the sofa or get off the sofa? 
Did you like to be teased with that piece of chocolate to the point that you really wanted to rip it out of your my hand? Mm-hmm. And do you know what? And I thought, do you know what? If, if she went into schools and actually sat with kids and did that, they would remember that more than any textbook you can ever put in somebody's hand. Mm. Yeah. Simple as that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but they would remember that. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. that interaction with kids that they don't know how to react to dogs. They don't even understand how that dog feels about all of those things. Because at the end of the day, how many books are there for kids to actually say about what you should do with your dogs? All right, we have how to handle your King Charles Spaniel. Look oh, my God, I'm writing the a book now. That it I'm totally writing a book now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, too. I'm doing it. I'm serious, you guys. I've been thinking about writing a book for four years, and now I finally have a subject matter. Good. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. You do the book, I'll and I'll me and you'll go to the schools. <laughs> yeah. Want, you write the book. I, you write the book, I'll go to the schools, and I'll go and pat the kids on the heads, and you can then hand them out the book after <laughs> I've annoyed them half to death. <laughs> no, I take my uh, Sunday school children, I'm not teaching right now, in, uh, um, on field trips to the kill shelters and teach them, you know, this is what happened when uh, pets don't take care of it and don't put your hands near there, and they're sad because they're in the cages, and then... Uh, we bring treats for them, and we uh, talk to them and stuff. And I mean, it all starts with education. I totally agree. I mean, I'm glad yeah. I was lucky enough to be able to educate my children and their friends years ago. And but it didn't continue. It's got to be widespread. It's got. You need to write a book, Natasha. Dude, I'm really thinking it. So yeah, it's 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 going through my head right now. But what you're saying too. Um, I completely agree. I just one one thing I want to add is we have to make sure we're not humanizing these dogs to children because that's just as bad as not giving them really any information. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't want them thinking, you know, that they're just like people. And we, I mean, just little examples like you know, dogs that are afraid of loud noises, fireworks. You know, um, I will not take my dogs to the fireworks. It's not a place for animals. There's a lot no, of places that people take animals to. They should not take them to. It's not. Um, but, you know, just last year I went and I watched the family sit there with their dog who was shaking violently. And they're sitting there and they're petting this dog the whole time. And I'm thinking, my God, that poor animal. Because mm-hmm. they're, what they're doing by petting the dog through that, they're coddling the dog, is saying, you know, we want you to be afraid. We want you to be afraid. Right. And the dog, they don't know that they're doing it. So that was their education. Sending the dog terrified. Messages. Sending the dog mm-hmm. messages, yep. Absolutely, and so that's my whole thing is, you know, cause that's using human psychology on a dog. It does not work. You have to use dog psychology on a dog. So when we're teaching our young children, I think it's going to be, I think it's definitely hard for a lot of people to, to teach them without humanizing the animal, you know, because they're going to yeah. make a lot of similarities. Like, oh, he's just like you. He likes love and he affects right. you. So you have to understand at different times than you do. So, you know, when you're afraid, mommy holds you, but when he's afraid, mommy doesn't hold him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's got to it's gotta be, I'm writing a book. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true because I've, I've even um, had people come to, I run a, the Chicagoland Puggle Meetup group, and they would bring their Puggle, and they would say, oh, no, he's just not used to being out around other dogs. I said, no, he's deathly afraid. You don't need to bring him to activities like this. Um, he needs a quiet, you know, because the, some dogs, it can cause some mental stress and cause problems, and 
they could bite, you know. Um, I don't think dogs are, 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 I know I have this little one here, and I take her everywhere, and she's pretty used to things, but I can tell when she has that little tinge of nervousness, and, you know, there, people say, oh, well, my dog's tail is, is uh, wagging, I said, but there's two forms of wagging, there's a friendly wag, and there's a nervous wag, and you have to be able, you know, to associate between the two, but uh, people bring them to the dog park, and they get after my little dog, and she comes running to me and everything. You know, it, it's all about education. And we do need books, Natasha. We really need some. I, you know, probably should sit down and look into my experiences with uh, brief profiling with my dog that I went through. And um, because I am so concerned about asking others, because I didn't have anywhere to go. I had nowhere to turn to, no literature, no book, no Nobody that had been through that because when someone back in 1980 took your dog, you just let them go, and I didn't want to let that happen, so I fought it the best I could. But uh, yeah, education's the key. What we need here. I still well, say oh, what, no. I, do you know what I've actually got a dog that's actually called Nervous? Right, that's his name. Oh. Even from a pup, he had just got this dizzy head. Is all I'm going to say, and he's always been nervous. Right. He would lie, as, as as a pup, he would lie on the floor. I mean, he's never had no abuse or anything. We've had them literally since they were born. We, we, we've we had the mum. My brother's dog was the mum. And do you know what? From when he was first born, he was, they, he was just the one that sat at the back. He was the one that was nervous all the time. Now, he would lie on the floor, and if you go to step over him, he will jump 6,000 feet because he thinks, oh, my goodness. And he likes a certain part of cuddles, but it, it's on his terms. And he will soon... He's not nasty, but he lets the kids know if they're doing some of that noise him. And he'll just give a little, it's not even a growl, it's just a nervous him saying thanks very much. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he absolutely, and he'll just say. Now somebody said to me, oh, but he's growling at them. And I went, no, he's telling them. Right. Right? He has never once gone to bite him, bite the kids, right? Mm-hmm. But again, the respect comes up to from both, right? Now, I was only supposed to have Penny out of the litter, but I ended up having nervous as well. My brother said, why are you having nervous? Well? I went, because he'll just go from pillar to post if we rescue centres all his life. And the brother said, what do you mean? I went, nobody understands him. Mm-hmm. I understand him. If he doesn't like certain things, that is how he is. And let's be realistic. All of us are scared of something. All of us are nervous of something. And, you know, one person may be frightened of the, the lightning. One person might be scared of flying. And mm-hmm. this is the same with dogs. It's no different. So at the end of the day, he just tells you that all the minute, I don't like that very much, thank you very much. And he gives a little girl. I'm not being funny. He doesn't speak English to say, excuse me, can you stop now? Do you know what I mean? And that's a respect from the kids to the dog. And the dog respecting the kids saying, excuse me, but I've had enough. Now, at the end of the day, he's absolutely a brilliant dog. He, you know, he'll go with the kids everywhere, and they run rounds and everything, and he's fantastic. He w- runs around the garden with the chickens, and the cats at this moment in time is sitting next to him, and he's absolutely fantastic. But not everybody would understand how he is. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and you're right, exactly what you say. There's times when he will wag his tail because he's nervous about something, and then right. you'll suddenly see him scurrying out the way quickly. But it doesn't, doesn't always mean because they're wagging the tail that they're actually okay. 
there's two different wags exactly and you wouldn't believe the people i meet on our walks puggle ariel is not a good first time greeter to other dogs <laughs> after the first initial meet and greet is done we're okay but um, you know, when that hair goes up on their back, they're like, oh, they do that all the time. I said, that's because they're nervous and they don't like the situation, you know. And uh, Exactly. Just exactly. people. Right, we've got somebody on the phone lines. Let's have a look. Area 630. Hi, how are you doing? Hello. Hello. Niggers. Oh, you always have to get one, don't you? Yeah. Natasha, are you still on? Yeah, actually, I want to um, comment on a couple things I'm seeing. Um, I think it's Max is posting a couple things in the chat room. I just wanted to say a couple things about that. Go ahead, Natasha. Uh, feel free. Um, yeah, just a couple of things. I know you was talking about, um, so look up here, um, best thing to, um, to uh, best way to understand dogs is to observe wolves. Um, I agree to some extent. At the same time, if you try the same psychology on dogs that you were wolves, you're going to get eaten to death. Mm-hmm. So um, that's not going to be completely accurate because they do share a lot of the same DNA, but right. the psychology isn't the same. It's not the same. Exactly. Um, yeah, the, the whole pack, pack walks and things like that, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's talking about, um, you know, doing um, exposing dogs to noises and things, imprinting. That's dog training. That's exactly what I'm not talking about. I'm right. not speaking about dog training. I'm speaking about dog psychology. And, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't other methods out there that you can use that won't work for other dogs. Right. But I'm just saying, you know, it goes back to making sure that, you know, really it comes down to this. When people have children and you've got other parents around you, and if, if they give you an opinion basically on how you should raise your child, you're right. going to tick off that parent. And the right. same goes for all of us dog owners. <laughs> if someone tells us what we're doing is wrong, we're going to get mad. We are. We're going to get mad. Right. And, and that's, yeah. that's our nature. But we have to understand, too, that we might be doing it wrong. It's like sometimes parents do it wrong. Um, so it goes back to dogs are not people. Um, we cannot treat them as such. We have to learn their language. And we have to make sure that we respect them. And, and by, you know, rewarding them, I, I noticed that was mentioned, too. You don't need to reward a dog because if you're giving the dog food, Exercise that is actually seen to a dog as affection. Right. They don't. Dogs. In other words, what I'm saying is, dogs don't want a dog lover. They want a pack leader. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And this is the thing. Um, I, there's so many different. I know we've covered loads of subjects tonight, and anybody that's thinking they were going to be talking about OSL, at the end of the day, these are all the different things that need to be taken into right. consideration. Yes. For it. Yeah, it's not just a mean? simple black and white thing, hey, we're fixing exactly. this, and then, you know, that's that. There's so many other things I think that everyone needs to consider first. Like you guys, you know, we were talking exactly. about the laws and how if we bring another law in, that could be an issue. You know, we, right. we could look at other things as, you know, like task force or whatever it may be, or education, you know, try these things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this is what I want to say, just in case anybody just joined us, the OSL idea is literally an idea put forward because I have seen a lot of NBSL, but I haven't seen anybody yet. Let's get rid of NBSL. That's fine. But at the end of the day, we need to be able to say, but we have got this that we'd like to put in place. Like, like you said, Natasha, it doesn't have to be a law, but right. at least something that we need to aim towards or at least give 
people guidelines about. Mm -hmm. So um, if area code 224 is actually on the line and you're in the chat room, um, please just let me know who you are because I do think that we have got a couple of Anyway, you can imagine what I'm about to say, but without being rude, um, on the line, and I think we have got them, so that's fine. Um, but those people will be deleted and reported because I have got your number, which I will be announcing on Thank the internet you. later. Thank so you, if you're actually, if you're actually um, on your parents' phone, or you're actually decided to be very childish, you can expect to have random phone calls through the night because I will be passing it on to a very busy um, newspaper. It will be ringing you day and night, so that's fine. Um, right, sorry for that run. Someone just left my the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know who funny? it was, but I just saw something disappear. That was funny. It sounded yeah, like it's an okay. adult. It sounded like an oh. adult male. Yeah, but they all sound them up. Anyway, we won't go into that because I can feel a very big rant coming on. You know, we're talking about um, dogs having problems. I'm not being funny, but there's a lot of adults and children that have got the same problems. Yes. Um. <laughs> I can feel I can feel such a big rant coming on to that, and I think I just need to move on really quickly because we're going to be in very big trouble. Right, where do we go from here, ladies? Because I feel like we've, we've sort of done about how how they should be in the home and everything else. What do we think? Um, <laughs> I knew Debs would have to be on to that. Anyway, sorry. Um, what else do you think that we've learned from, like, the BSL laws? Let's just very quickly then go into the idea of, um, like, you know. don't work. <laughs> it, yeah, that's that's work. The obvious. <laughs> I had, I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Do you think that we should have, um, let's, let's go into this breeds part of it then. Do you think that we should have certain breeds that are judged, i.e., pit bulls, no, etc.? Or no, do it, you it, think it that we should be judging each and individ every individual dog and also each and every individual owner? Well, see, I'll say right now, we shouldn't be judging anyone or any dog, period. Right. Judging, I think, is definitely, I know you probably didn't mean to say that, but it's not the right word I would use. Um, yeah, but, but you know what I mean. I, think, I know what you mean. I'm just giving a shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I think it goes back to, again, you know, um, actually, you and I were talking about this earlier today. Um, before you actually said the question, you just said you started to say, where do we go from here? And I want to say something there real quick, if that's all right. Yeah. Um, yep, I think, you know, you had mentioned this yourself. You know, there's a lot of different groups and a lot of different pages and things like that out there, and it's almost like the same thing just spread out through many different places. I think we just need one page. And I think one yeah. page would be great. Strength in numbers. Let's all just have one single page. You know, you just basically just add everybody into that one one page. We don't need all these different groups. I'm not knocking them. They're they're all good, and I'm a member of almost every single one of them. But you know, it is overwhelming <laughs> for people. It, it's yeah. overwhelming. You get a lot of notifications. You can't really keep up. Um, I think with one page, you're going to have a hell of a lot more followers. Mm -hmm. It's going to reach people more. It's going to gain more attention. And they can probably do more. And that way you can easily, um, you know, start with events that you want to do, if it be at a protest or, or just as an example, a petition, whatever it may be, um, and get people's ideas. You know, on CJN's page, um, you know, we do, like, pictures of the week to help people, like, have a smile on their face. No matter what bad thing is going on, we'll try to put something funny up with a dog. And it's something people look forward to. It's, you know, if they've had a bad yeah. day, they know Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, they're going to get a funny picture. It's or a cute picture or a heartwarming picture. It's going to make them feel good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think having one main page for all of this would be so more beneficial than having five or six different ones and pretty much just saying the same thing. Uh, and then that way we everyone can pitch in their ideas. And then, like I said, we can, you know, organize more more effectively um, events, ideas, things like that, and actually implement them. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think that's gonna work because you have too many people with these big egos, you know. But I totally well, then agree. those people need to get over it. <laughs> I totally agree, Natasha. That that would be we, Sue and I have talked the past few days, and there's even a couple other animal advocates I know in um, Michigan. I talked to a young girl, and she's a new animal advocate. She said, "Why can't we just get everybody together? Then we could do something." Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Sue, well, I see I'm you have somebody who wants to talk about their pit bull. I'd like to hear that, too, if you want yeah. to. Yes, I'm going br- to bring them on now. Obviously, I just needed to check out that we hadn't got another um, person on. Hi, Katie, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, here we go. Are you doing? <laughs> uh, hello, Katie. No, no, not Katie. No, it's my wife's thing. Okay. Yeah, my, uh, my pit bull killed my niece. Sorry? My pit bull killed my niece. Your pit bull killed your niece? Yep. Okay. Sorry to hear that. Very sorry for you. Yeah, so uh, I think, uh, I don't know, I think we should put pit bulls in like a big, like it, it wouldn't be dog fighting if it was on no, get rid uh, of them like, too. A, like yeah. a bigger scale. See ya. You know? Oh, dear. You know, yeah, well, uh, you right? I'm sorry that happened, but that could have been any dog. God forgive us, you know. Um, I don't believe that that happened. I think that was just the way to get into the state. Yeah. Uh, I just think that say. we, let me just say, I just need to do a little bit of a rant, right? Uh-huh. There are lots of people outside of this um, Ask Sue show group that are very jealous of my show, right? And I know that there's be. people sending trolls and crap to my show. Right. Let's just get a reality check here. And what you said, Natasha, and what me and you've talked about earlier about having a big group, and a big group, a big page where we can get all these groups together. Can I just say to everybody that I have not got an ego about doing this show. I'll right. tell you where my ego will be. My ego will, will glow when we are at the front of a, all of these governments and we are saying that we are fighting for change and the whole right. world is good together against these bloody dogs. At the end of the day, I'm not doing it for no ego. I am not getting no money out of this. I am putting all of my time and my effort, and I have got slated through different groups and pages that have got nothing better to do but slate my show because I do about psychics, about dogs, about cats, and everything else. Reality check. I am actually getting somewhere, right? And I will fight and fight and fight, and we will have speeches, and we will have protests and everything, but I will tell you now, we will make a difference, and I don't care how many people try and knock us down, I will get back up again every single time, and I promise you, we will get there. And with Natasha's help, and Tammy's, and Deb's, and Max's, and everybody else who's on the Ask Sue show, we will get there. So you keep saying to me, you keep sending all these trolls, because it just makes us all the more stronger. We've got bigger fish to fry than you low lives. Well, and honestly, Sue, sorry, but I'm sick it doesn't to death for this shit all the time. Get rid That's of that Katie. Sue, get rid of that Katie spell S-H-E-S-E-L out of the chat room. Don't waste your, your energy on people like that. I really don't. I don't get upset anymore. I don't even pay oh, attention. No, no. I just, Do you know what? I'm sorry because they're uneducated. 
These are uneducated yeah. people. I feel sorry for them. They need what we're talking about. Right. But do so you know what? I act- be mad. Be I act- sorry for them. Right. But do you know what? I actually want to thank them because all it's doing is actually Make making us even popular. stronger. That's right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just making us even more stronger. And do you know what? As far as lethal injection is humane, what she just said, I tell you what, it wouldn't be soon enough for low lives like you lot. Yeah, just tell Anyway. Uh, and breathe. You always have to have one, don't you? Um, and just in case anybody wants to just give them a ring, um, I can by all means pass the number later. Um, no. Anyway. I don't, don't have time satisfaction. For that don't give them the satisfaction. I don't have time for that mess. I'm out here working for the animals and trying to make a change. Exactly. And we don't have time. For and we will get there. And we don't have time to go to other people's shows and try to call in and say nasty things and nasty names about uh, slurs and racial comments. So thank you very much that you have time to do that instead of working for the animals. Exactly. But it just makes us all the more stronger, and I've finished right. with my rant now, so let's carry on and move on to where we need to be. Um, Let me just breathe, and then I'll be back with you. <laughs> <laughs> where were you at, Natasha? Where were we at? Cincinnati. Or where were we at? Talking, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Well, we went back to OSL, and we were talking about how um, education, and then maybe mm-hmm. I was saying, of course, again, what I keep saying, <laughs> and I'm sorry to repeat myself. Okay. I don't necessarily think a law replaces a law is necessarily a good idea. Um, if you look at history, you know, I mean, I think that that's just a pretty good determination of that not being the best plan. I'm not saying it's the worst or, you know, not knocking it down. I actually applaud you guys for being the first people to come up with an actual idea that could actually work. Right. As opposed to just saying, hey, let's get rid of it, because that I am tired of hearing, and that's been going on for years, and no one's even exactly. bothered to try to come up with something. So exactly. I'm not trying to knock you down. Please don't feel that way. I'm totally with you guys, um, and, I, again, I applaud you for that. But I'm just saying let's take a, a bigger look at the bigger picture here. What's the real reason this is even happening? Fear. Mm-hmm. Why does fear happen? Well, because we're afraid of these dogs because there's been a – history of violence with these dogs, whether it be right. um, bites or whatever. Well, where does that come from? People that fight the dogs or treat them to be aggressive, why do they do that? They weren't educated. Well, there you go. Boom. Education. Start there. Stay yeah. there. Start, then go there. I just think we need to go look at all of the reasons for things and fix those. Go from the ground up. Yeah. Yes. I agree totally with that. The reason they say our laws are so strict here in Chicago and in Chicago area is because we have so many gangs and that's a main dog fighting is a main gang activity so that's why um I don't think we actually have specific BSL here. Uh we have other laws that kind of hmm, coincide with them but uh um, they're not the same, but we do have very strict dog fighting laws, and um, they say it's because of the gang activity here. So, I well, agree. Also, you're absolutely right about that. That's definitely an issue we have. Mm-hmm. Not gangs. So much. I don't even know if we have gangs in Cincinnati. <laughs> we probably do, but you probably um, you know, we have do a lot of areas that you know. It's, actually, where I live is very interesting because you guys will find this interesting. Um, I live in a, um, a suburb of Cincinnati, oh. and my, my suburb is called Wyoming, not the state, obviously. Anyway, so I live in Wyoming, and across the street from me, my street is actually divided in half. It has two street names. Mm -hmm. The other side of my street is the city of Cincinnati. My mixed-breed pit bulls could not walk on that side of the street for years up until the spring. Mm -hmm. You with me? 
And now on the other side mm-hmm. of my street, there's these railroad tracks. And I'm sure you guys have also heard that saying, the wrong side of the tracks. That couldn't be more true <laughs> from where I live. I mean, it's it's just something's always going on. Cops are always there. And I can't tell you how many strays I picked up and, and got into foster homes and dogs that have been hit by cars over there that we've helped. Mm-hmm. And it's all been pit bulls. Um, so those areas and things like that, that stuff's true. It's not, you know, being stereotypical about things. It's just the way it is. Um, but I think we have to go back to, and I, I saw somebody said um, in the chat room, I think it was Deb saying that labs have more of, a, uh, more of an issue to bite, and that actually is true. But I want to look away from these things. I don't want to look at these, these breed statistics anymore. Forget it. Because right. you know, like exactly. I was telling you, like, yeah, my, uh, we, we all have yeah. stories of, of different dog breeds that have bitten us or haven't or whatever. It doesn't matter. They're all dogs. They're all it, animals. They all the have goal, instincts. It's, I believe they it's really the goal, think the same. I believe it's the golden retrievers, Natasha. And the reason they probably have a bigger bite list is because they're the most popular dog right now in the U.S. And they're very inbred, correct. And, right, and they're very inbred and we need to get rid of the breed thing, period. Oh, my goodness. Right. Well, and, and what I was telling you guys earlier, I didn't finish my thought. I forgot about that. When I was giving you the statistics and those numbers, <laughs> one very important one I didn't give you was, you know, we as people, when we have a child, we generally don't have more than one child for the most right. part. Now, dogs have litters. So on an average, we'll say seven is pretty much the average number, actually, for dogs that have, have litters. So when, when dogs are bred and they have puppies, that's, Let's say, like I said, seven dogs. Mm-hmm. So in this country, actually, because there are so many dogs, it would take every single one of us, plus the elderly in nursing homes and infants, to right. adopt seven dogs each for each dog to have a home. Right. Now, people say, well, I want to breed because, you know, this dog breed will, will die out. No, it will not. There are 39% of purebred dogs in shelters Never right now. Happen. Period. Purebred dogs, 39% are in the shelters. So, you know, we could have several years here of not breeding exactly. where there would still be dogs in shelters being euthanized to over overpopulation. That would still happen. So, again, I want to get away from the whole breed thing because the more we talk about breed, too, the more we're kind of fueling their fire, really, to think about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I can go with that. See, the other, um, this will be a different show altogether. I've actually bought... You know, I, I must be getting really bad about all this because I've now bought a dog newspaper, right? And I, th- <laughs> and I filed it under S for somewhere because I've gone to reach it and now I can't find it. Um, what it was actually saying about the KC registration and everything, I mean, and that's something else because it makes me laugh because we've got these people who are saying they've got a pedigree dog. And let's face it, half of those KC registered dogs aren't actually the fully breeds anymore. There, full is, breeds a, anymore. there is no pedigree dogs. The original dog of however you want to believe in evolution or God created all things was not any breed that we have. They're all com- a combination of other breeds. Oh, my gosh. People are so it's crazy. Exactly. Natasha oh, got um, connected pa- soon. Sorry, Natasha. She got disconnected. Probably because... Oh, well, it's funny because it's it's showing that Natasha's still here. Huh. I don't know, then. Okay. Um, Let me find her again, bless her. You know... Leave her out now after she's gone all through this time. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know... Right. 
It's amazing that people um, think that dogs are purebred dogs, and they're not purebred dogs. All dogs are composed of other breeds put together to make their, you know. Exactly. Hello. There we go. Hello, darling. <laughs> I know I'm we blaming you for that minutes, one. But I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of you just like that, all. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it Natasha. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. I, I actually because the um internet is actually slower than what you were saying, I don't actually know what you were saying. <laughs> oh, it's fine. You. Now listen, the other thing I just want to obviously we've only got a few more minutes um for the show. So what I want to do is I just want to tell everybody that um please can you watch um Natasha's speech that she did yeah. where I, I have got to say that she made you cry, right? And, and she really, sorry, really told off for it, and she's grounded for a few weeks for making yes. me cry. But <laughs> I tell you what, if any phone, Natasha Sue and I were just both crying on the phone. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm really sorry. It really wasn't the, the intention, obviously. Oh, he's uh, and, and do you know what? I need to say to people that when I spoke to Natasha on the phone, and I literally said I need to speak to you, and I rung her up, and she said to me, "What was it about the speech that did it?" And can I just say to everybody? that Natasha's speech is exactly what she's all about. She yeah. speaks from the heart. She doesn't yeah. do it from script. She does it literally from deep inside her that she literally believes in. She doesn't need to do no big, massive things or anything or have any boards or anything. She did that straight from her heart, and that's why this lady made me cry, because she actually mentioned, well, literally didn't name Ask Sue Show, but said about an internet radio that managed to get further than most when it came to the Lennox story. Right. Now, we are going to be doing a show on Monday with Natasha about the Lennox story, but at the end of the day, again, I need to say to people, the Lennox story is not over either, and we right. want to bring, get people back on board because we feel like it's gone a little bit out of the line, Mike, and we need to fetch it back in the spotlight because there is no way that's going to go. I just want to say a massive credit to you, Natasha, for that absolute fantastic speech. And I'd also just want you to tell everybody about, and I, I will be honest, I've just gone off the link, CJN, thank you. Can you tell everybody about CJN before we finish the show? Yeah, I can give you a, a quick run through what we do. Um, we're, like I said, we're based in Cincinnati, Ohio. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, we are a small dog rescue. It's myself and my partner that run. We do not have any volunteers, so if any of you know anyone who lives in the area, <laughs> send them our way. We need help. Um, we do dog <laughs> rescue when we can, when we have foster homes. Unfortunately, we've only had one foster home in the last 16 months. So that's definitely crippling to us. We really, really need foster homes. We need donations. Um, when we're not able to take dogs on ourselves, we do give donations to dogs that we see from, like, Facebook and other places that need, like, life-saving surgeries, medical attention. Um, right now we're trying to see if we can help with the rescuing shelter that has been through some serious damage from Hurricane Sandy. And if we are able to, we're going to definitely be able to pass some money their way. Um, but we do a lot of different things. I was telling Sue today, we offer a program here in Cincinnati for people who um, are low income or just anyone in general that needs help. Um, if they have a problem issue with their dog's behavior, we uh, offer a thing called behavioral rehabilitation. Okay. And what that is is basically you give us $35. It's a donation to CJN that we use later for medical bills or whatever it may be. It's tax deductible on, on their end. And we come to the home. We help you with those issues. And we can come back at 10, 20, 30 times. You never have to donate again. Um, it's something I was, that we're very proud of. We've done 12 cases and 
All 12 cases were dogs that were going to be sent to shelters. They all are in their homes still. We're very proud of that. Um, and we also do something called uh, homeless dog matchmaking. That is, as I kind of explained earlier, where if a family is interested in a dog, they fill out an application on our site. We match them up with a dog. If, if it's one we don't have, we have other shelters and rescues we work with, hence our name, Canine Justice Network. <laughs> and uh, we find a dog that matches their lifestyle and their needs from a shelter that's rescue good. that needs that's, a home. So that's, that's a little bit about what we do. That's great. Excellent. Well, I um, obviously my, myself and Natasha have been talking a lot today, and I am absolutely just a bit to say that we will be promoting the Canine Justice Network because we think this is exactly what yeah. sort of thing that we need to be doing all over, where we literally set people up with the dogs that they need. Now, this is not because I want to get a big, massive dog to Bordeaux because I love the wrinkles and it looks cute as a pup. This is where we actually will be checking people out to see what dog suits their situation, whether they're in a flat, they're in a mansion, their financial part, blah, blah, blah. All of that will be taken in consideration. And at the end of the day, if this means that we're checking people out before they're actually rehomed, we're all for it. So I'd love to announce that Canine Justice Network will be working alongside the Ask Sue Show, and literally we will be promoting them on the show. And if anybody would like to go and have a look at the Canine Justice Network, the link is on the um, chat and also on the Ask Sue Show group as well. And we'll also be in the files for somebody else that we recommend to you. So thank you very much, Natasha, for... And I want to thank you, Sue. And also, Sue, don't forget, we have, there's something uh, pretty cool that we can announce um, to some degree on Monday. Uh, huh? As far as the Linux video and what that what that did. <laughs> yes, we will I be noticing that, won't we? <laughs> yeah, we will be. Give them to pretty cool. To, love. <laughs> Don't forget to join. Or shall Linux we put them out their misery and tell them? Um, it's up to you. Go on, you can tell because it was your it's your claim. Yeah, well, I think it was brilliant. Okay. Do we have time? Yeah, one minute. Yes. Go ahead. Go on. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm not going to go into specifics, and we will, I'm sure, mention this again on Monday, but I do want to say that I'm extremely, extremely humbled and honored that I did receive an email from one of the family members of Linux today in response to the video with a sincere thank you to not just myself, but literally to everyone. And I just, I'm just blown away. So they are still watching, guys. They are still, they're still definitely, definitely watching and listening. They, yeah. It doesn't go unnoticed yeah. what we do. Yeah. yeah. So Thank it's good that they that. know that we're going to be doing the other show, and at the end of the day that they know that you're going to be coming on and supporting us as well. So that's fantastic. Yes. Well, we are down to literally 30 seconds. So, Natasha, I'd love to thank you very, very much for joining us. Thank you, Sue. And I am looking thank forward you, to our Monday show. You're welcome. Yes, me too. And, and thank you very much, Tammy, for joining us as well. It's been an absolute fantastic show. So thank you, the both of you. Thank and I will you. speak to you both soon. Yes. Thank you very so, much. Thank you, Natasha. Cheers. Bye bye, guys. Right on, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Pause up. And I would also just like to say thank you very much to each and every one of you, and good night. <laughs>